0: It's Monday, January 27th. You have found Sportsbeat KC, presented by Big O Tires. I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff. Super Bowl week has arrived, and we get things going with a conversation that was recorded late last week with star beat writer Herbie Teope, columnist Vahe Gregorian, and, drum roll please, former star reporter Therese Paler, who's now a national football reporter for Yahoo Sports. If you follow the Chiefs or know the Kansas City sports scene, you know Therese. He began his career with the Star about 15 years ago and worked his way up the ladder until he became the Chiefs beat writer in 2013. He did an excellent job covering the Chiefs for the Star for five years. We all enjoyed working with Therese and still do when his assignments keep him in Kansas City, which as you might imagine, has been a lot lately. Therese and fellow Yahoo! reporter Charles Robinson deliver what I believe is the best podcast devoted to the NFL the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast. I can't recommend it highly enough. I mean, listen to us for Chiefs daily coverage, but listen to Therese and Charles for terrific insights into the Chiefs and all NFL teams. After a break, I'll share some thoughts on the stunning news Sunday of Kobe Bryant's death. But first, here's our conversation with Therese Taylor to kick off Super Bowl week. All right, guys, I've been waiting for this day for, for quite a while. Uh, we do podcasts all the time. Vahe, you're... might as well be the co-host you're on so many of these podcasts (laughs) herbie it's been great working with you all year long and you bring so much to uh to the chief's coverage and to our facebook lives and our podcasts all year all all but three weeks what four weeks three weeks (laughs) all of 2020 (laughs) yeah there we go the entire 2020 okay but gentlemen we are in the presence of greatness. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legendary. No,
1: knock it off.
0: Ledge. <laughs> uh, the guy who kind of got the whole thing started, at least this sort of Facebook Live recording after Chiefs games um, that has evolved into podcasts and a little bit more sophisticated Facebook Lives. Therese Paler, how are you, my friend? <laughs> uh, yes, missed... sir.
1: We're we'll back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've missed, that. I've
1: missed
2: that. The only
0: one we're missing here is is Melly. Yeah. Melly, uh, we miss you, Sam. Um, and we'll see you in Miami next week. But um, Therese, it's great to have you back. You, you covered the Chiefs for, I want to say, five seasons. Yes, yes. we got it. Five we'll... seasons. I was with you for three of them, Mm -hmm. and Randy Kovitz was your beat partner for the first two. That's right. And what I loved about your career at the Star is you started covering the high schools. You came to Mm -hmm. Kansas City covering the high schools, transitions to Missouri, covered the Tigers, I believe that great basketball team. But But the Frank Sporting sporting
2: in between. And a little
1: sporting. sporting. A little sporting. Uh, brigade arena football there's nothing that's happened in Kansas City I haven't covered okay world team tennis country club swimming country club golf
3: What about Ultra Cinco trying out for them, the Kansas City Wizards? I covered that. Kansas
1: City Wizards. You name it, I covered it. And covered it well. Not all of it. Early early in the Wizards tenure, I had to get caught up on soccer. (laughs) It wasn't quite my deal. But I came to like it, and I
0: still do. Very good. Hey, so it's two years at Yahoo Sports as the, the NFL writer, national writer for Yahoo Sports. You also have uh, the Trace Paylor Show on 610 Sports Radio here in town. And then, I, I love reading you, but maybe my favorite thing is the podcast that you and Charles Robinson do on the yeah. Yahoo Sports Network, which is, it's just a fantastic, a weekly uh, NFL breakdown. You go for about an hour, maybe a little bit over yeah. an hour sometimes. and and um, and break down uh, the NFL like nobody really else can. It's, right. it's, uh, it's great inside stuff. Thank you. And what you bring to it now, though, is some pretty deep institutional knowledge of the team that you used to cover. Absolutely. And um, what
1: do you think of these Kansas City Chiefs that could not get this far yeah. when we were covered together? Not at all, right? I think, look, the first thing that comes to mind, guys, and I, like, we all watch this team closely, I mean, this is the most complete team Andy's had from top to bottom. Like, if you look at the checklist of what you need to win a Super Bowl, typically you're going to ask for, like, an elite coach. You're going to ask for an alpha elite quarterback and a defense that can create turnovers and stop the run. And I feel like they have all of that. Like, they kind of have these things in place. Now, the run game, the run defense was something that was a little iffy, like, halfway through the year. And that was one of the things, like, I wrote this column, I felt like, If we were going to talk about the Chiefs losing in the playoffs, that run game, like the run defense was something we were going to end up talking about, and also special teams because there were moments where they struggled. Well, they got it all together, and now it's really stood up really well for Andy to get this Super Bowl win. I can't imagine it setting up any better. And I'm sure our old friend Randy Kovitz has made that clear to <laughs> you guys. Chief. Kind of, cause, yeah, because, like, it's, look, Belichick getting knocked out. There's no boogeyman there. They get home field advantage because the Titans knock out the Ravens. And now in the Super Bowl, they're facing a head coach that's, like, much younger than Andy, right? And, like, as good as Kyle Shanahan is, Andy's got, like, 20 years of experience on him, yep. 15. like yep. So this stuff kind of matters. This is a great opportunity. I think they got to play well, but I think they got a chance to – I mean, the odds are with the Chiefs winning, in my
2: opinion. One of the things, Randy, we, we, we kind of got into that first year where we were all covering the Chiefs together in 2013. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs went 9-0, and but you'll remember they ran through a succession of uh, backup quarterbacks and, and yep. sort of not great scheduling – or mm-hmm. not great schedule. Um, But Randy Kovitz came up I think one of us came up with the term Charm Chief It was Randy Randy. And I've been getting a lot of Charm Chiefs texts This last few weeks And and it does speak to a little bit of what you're saying The way here has Mm -hmm. sort of fallen that way For them with a couple Mm -hmm. of these developments Not the least of which is The fact that the mangled knee in in Denver Suddenly was popped back into place And I'm good
1: I mean, I feel like like, look, I grew up in Detroit, so I've watched the Lions. Like, <laughs> had that been, like, a Lion-star player, it would have been the season. Like, that's it. Like, you know, you just know that. He would have had his leg empty. <laughs>
2: Career over. On the field so nobody ever watch the game again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: As strange as this kind of sounds, like, I think, like, the way the Chiefs have kind of gone from, like, cursed in some ways to, like, charm with the quarterback should offer um, a, a roadmap for teams like the Lions, like the Browns. To, like, know, like, you can come out of that, right? Like, you can get out of that. Now, you got to get really, really lucky and draft a generational quarterback. But you keep swinging on the quarterback till you get there, right? Because now the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. And, like, luck is starting to turn their way. Notice this. Like, all these different comebacks, all these little breaks. There have been no real bad penalties against them in the playoffs this year. Like, it's just all kind of turned their way here. Um... So, the entire fan base's opinion and, like, their expectations has changed from, like, negativity to actually expecting to win these big yeah, games. Yeah, why not right? us? Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, Herb?
3: Yeah. I, I will say this. And we're talking about everything that has to fall in place. I, for the record, I want it to be known that they didn't make it to the Super Bowl until I returned to yeah. Kansas City. <laughs> I, all I you, just, heard, Yeah, right? I, I just want everyone to know that. It didn't, it didn't happen until I came you You hit the nail on the head you got to have all those things. And we covered yeah. some pretty bad Chiefs teams. Huh. Uh, and yeah. Alex Smith, for everything that he was, he was not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think Alex would tell you and that. You even know, from New know Orleans, knows. I was texting you even when you were still with the Stars. I was like, my God, man, who is this guy? That, that's what man. Mahomes is.
0: But I'll tell you what, um, Alex Smith plays a role in the success of this team because mm-hmm. yeah. in the year that your last year covering the Chiefs, um, Alex Smith was the starting quarterback for the final year, and uh, as it turns out, as we as we learned that year, he's in the quarterback room mm-hmm. with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, and uh, it's just a fantastic quarterback room. And Alex Smith takes a uh, kind of a mentorship role to Patrick Mahomes. We've it's been talked about, right? Patrick Mahomes senior has spoken to it. Yeah, and,
2: yeah, and and Patrick will speak about it, and and certainly we all realize that then but maybe not to the degree that that we could see it unfold later and i've thought about this a lot of times i patrick would have been fine if he had to play that first year right but he wouldn't have been the guy he is not right away and you never know how those sort of things domino
1: mm-hmm.
2: right yeah. we've he could seen, have gotten hurt early. could have gotten never hurt know. i could think have, we'd
0: have seen more of the texas tech patrick Mahomes yeah, early I think than, we than, the,
2: than the polished
0: product that we saw it, it, when he when he did become a starter
2: is there a lesson you mentioned this earlier with the, the lions and and browns who just happen to be the not only two teams it. who've never been to the super bowl is there a broader lesson in the mentorship year with with a yeah. phenom and maybe not look it's a pretty tough situation to create yeah. you've got a guy who's pretty good and gives you a chance mentoring who versus you know yeah, yeah we got to force him.
1: yeah like i think it was easier to do it here too because like alex was loved by a lot of teammates so like it wasn't easy for guys like Kelsey or Anthony Sherman or take your pick to like see him move on, right? But there's definitely lessons in like not rushing a guy. Um, You saw that a little bit with Dwayne Haskins this year. Like one thing about covering the league is like, I gotta watch all these quarterbacks. And I will tell you this by the, (laughs) there's a big difference. I mean, they're different players, but there was a big difference between like how ready Mahomes was to start and how ready Haskins was to start. That's not even a knock on Haskins it it's more of a a a referendum on like what Andy did to prepare Patrick cuz remember after that game we were there in Denver right <laughs> And, uh, you spent most of it on your feet, <laughs> but not all of it. <laughs> and Andy was like, all right, yeah, so did Belly, yeah. And yep. Remember, Andy was like after the game, he had complete command of the offense, right? That's with verbiage and everything. And I'll tell you this, like there are a few times this year, like Haskins was out there, like they were slow getting to the line, and you wonder like what it really is. So like I don't know if a guy needs to sit a whole year, but they do need to sit until they have command of whatever package you're going to make them execute. And I think it's easier for quarterbacks to play early. Look at Drew Locke. Like Drew, like, Drew Lott got a lot of college snaps, but his preseason tape was uneven. And then by the time he was ready in December, he looked pretty good this year. Yeah. So there's a lot to be said, in my opinion, to wait until December to see what you've got. That gives that guy a lot of time to at least know a nice basic package. How much
3: of that has to do also with Andy Reid's background? Remember, way, I'm going way back to his Green Bay days. Yeah. Before they turned the ball over to Brett Favre, it was Don Mikowski. right? Like who was who was drawing the starts, and then they finally said, "Okay, now Brett, this is your show." Yeah. How much is that? Is because he's done it, or he's seen it done before?
1: I think so. Like, remember they waited on McNabb too. Yep. Like, he didn't just throw McNabb in yep. there. So teams get impatient and they want to see the, the, the stud quarterback early. Well, not everybody's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Kevin Lawrence is starting from day one, but like not everybody's like that, not everyone's Andrew luck not every you know um, I think teams if the player has to have some development, like there's a lot of benefit to like waiting if you've got like the better option now some guys you can't throw them in there and it does help them get into all the LTA reps, all the camp reps that really but they got to be physically ready to play and they got to be up they yeah. got to have it up here too
2: you know the points you guys just made remind me of something that I think sort of speaks to Andy himself there's a calmness you know a big picture approach to everything you never see andy seem desperate and that plays out in in how everything from you know being willing to wait through a time for a quarterback to to hatch a little bit to you know why they weren't running a two-minute offense uh when they're down 24 nothing against Mm -hmm. uh against houston and and just sort of and that was eb i guess Mm -hmm. on the controls on that but the point is that all drizzles down from andy and I think that's a big part of why he's where he is today.
1: Yeah, that, go ahead. I
0: was going to say Lamar Jackson falls into that category. Didn't mm-hmm. start right away. Right. Yeah, that was Joe Flacco's team for the first right. half of that season. So to
3: to the Ravens' credit, though, they have now evolved to where that offense is best suited for him, a- Oh, absolutely. So yeah, this one, absolutely. one here too. They didn't try to force that.
1: Now, now this one here is now too. Now like they run a lot of gun, a lot of stuff to accommodate Patrick, right? So like um that's what the best coaches do they're not going to rush the quarterback and then they're going to fit the offense to what the guy does best now that's easier said than done because some uh, <laughs> some of these coaches don't believe in the quarterbacks they get and that in that's in that develop mm-hmm, that impacts yeah. a player's development right that impacts like how you're going to call the game for him. that Im, that impacts how you're going to try to bring the guy along I can't imagine if I was a general manager or owner of a team being okay with bringing in or drafting a quarterback that my current head coach isn't personally vouching for. Well,
3: how about a, a head coach that inherits that quarterback?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if you, you can't hire a guy for a job if he doesn't believe in the quarterback. And guys will tell you stuff just to get a job. But you got it's your job to find out if that's real or not. Because if you hire the wrong coach – for a quarterback you just paid that he's inherited, you're not going to go anywhere. So that's why it was so important for Andy to co-sign on Patrick Mahomes, for that to be his guy. And for other teams, that's a lesson. So like Joe Burrow with the Bengals, okay, you can draft him, but if you're going to keep Zach Taylor, you better make sure he's really on board with him because right. that's his guy. They're tethered now. And if Zach Taylor's not on board, you got to find someone who would. You get what I mean? Yeah. Well, so like, you, you like better he,
0: do it. Kingsbury and Murray in, in yeah, Arizona. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Now I wasn't happy with the way Steve Wilkes was acting. Oh, I wasn't
0: either. Oh my gosh. His got team it.
1: wasn't incompetent. Like I know people down there. They
0: came to Kansas City last year yeah. and, and held Mahomes in the offense down.
1: Right. I I knew people down there. And I look when it's Jim Tom Sula. Like okay, like I got it. But like people respected Steve Wilkes, and they played hard for him. And you look back in retrospect at what he had at the quarterback position. You know, they got four wins with that team in one year. So, but, but I say all that to say it wasn't fair what happened to Steve Wilkes. But if they know they want to take a player like Kyler Murray, who they really like, okay, in retrospect, bringing them with Kingsbury, who does vouch for it, makes sense. So you got to marry those two things. What's your take on the 49ers? How much of them have you seen? A lot, a lot. I, Oops, you got, I mean, look, my, my process to trying to learn the league is intense. I got my little cave, I got my little office. I take notes on every game. I watch parts of every game at least. It, this, this is spoken from a person who once did eight mock drafts for the star Wars. I did. I did. And th- but that's uh, that's not what I thought you were gonna mention. I thought you were gonna they mention They better not ask me
3: to do eight mock drafts. I don't, no. yeah. They don't well,
1: ask me, um, that's not good. guys that's not as it bad as the, that's, that's not as bad as the personal draft guide I did in 2015. <laughs> well, I evaluated tape on over 160 guys and ranked it. Like that was that was insane. That that was clinically I don't have time to do that now. I don't know how, but, but it was fun, and it was, it was instrumental. I actually do think that a lot of people, it, the people who read that that did benefit me is what I will say, because it showed that I do the work. Um, I might not make those notes public, but I still take those notes. is the point. Um, 49ers, 49ers. That. I'll say all I have to say, I've watched a lot of them. This is a good football team. Their outside zone, their run game is is beautiful. Yeah. The, the marriage of their scheme and their players to it is fantastic. Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback, is the best blocking fullback in football to my money. There is one stretch in that game on Sunday where he executed three next-level fullback blocks. Where like, it's stuff that these guys haven't seen all year. So, like, you have to be disciplined with your eyes when you deal with San Francisco. You have to match their gap integrity. And I know you guys wrote about this guy recently. Like, Mike Pinnell is going to be important. Reggie Ragland's going to be important in these games because if you let these guys get that zone run going, they're going to play action you off a hundred different ways, and it's going to be difficult to handle. Because no matter what, when they're winning the point of attack on the zone, you have to account for that with your eyes. So even if you know the play action's coming, it doesn't matter. Do you understand? So you got to win up front. You have to. It's one of the best scheme run games I've seen in a long time, and defensively. Their defensive front is top three in the NFL. Yep. It is really good. Nick Bosa, the best rookie pass rusher I've seen in a long time on the edge. D, our old friend D. Ford kind of actually brings it together, though. Like, his rush off the edge, his speed off the edge and pass rushing situations, they have to account for it. And that frees up things for Bosa. And then Eric Armstead in a contract year. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeForest Buckner is one of the premier 3 techs in football, one of the premier defensive lines. So there's a long way to say this is a good football team. But the Chiefs have the experience advantage. And if they play well, I think they'll win. When did you start
3: believing in the 49ers? I mean, like, for me, I'll say early in the year. Of course, they're, they're running off all these wins. I'm like, Okay. But I want to see them really yeah. play on it, And I think for me, what opened my eyes is when they marched in New Orleans. And if you remember this, because I think you worked that game, didn't you? I didn't know.
1: I, yes, yes, I was yeah. there, yeah.
3: The Saints were a top-five defense at that point, and they put up 40-plus points on them. And so that, for me, that was a turning point for me where I said, all right, this 49ers team I, is legit.
1: I'll tell you the game where I realized these guys were You'll be at really least good. pulling out the notes. I <laughs> I'll tell you the game. It was... It was October 13th, and they went into Los Angeles, and they kicked the Rams' ass. Oh, like the score was only 20-7, to 7, but I I haven't seen a Sean McVay offense get his ass handed to it like that defensively. I couldn't believe it. Oh, they kicked their ass up front. And I said, okay, Fred Warner has developed into one of the best off-ball coverage linebackers in football. Quan Alexander, who they signed, mm-hmm. tremendous three-down player. This is a great nickel defense. And I said, whoa, like, these guys will get after you defensively. Um, it is a really good defense. But I felt my impression of who they are did take a slight knock in that Saints game because I sh- it, it did show that a really, really well-schemed offense with the parts to do it yeah. can put up a lot of points. Um, and the Saints jumped out to a big lead that did, game. Like they, listen, Sean, McPay- Sean Payton can have Andy Reid games right where it's just like I've been waiting for this for months. Here we go. Here's my good stuff. You can't handle. It. I'm putting up 40. Andy can have those. Peyton has those, all the good offensive play callers. I mean, Shanahan has them too. Right. So like, my point is I think they'll be able to score points against um the 49ers, but I think the 49ers will put up some points too. It's just going to yeah. be on the Chiefs to like limit them a little bit. I think a, I think a high-scoring game
3: favors the Chiefs. I do.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um but boy, if that game's in the 20s, it would
1: will be it'll be fascinating
3: yeah, yeah, cuz yeah. the 49ers like you said earlier they they've got three running backs
1: If they want to control that clock yeah well they got three running backs you can do it I listen it's a really good scheme it's a really good team it's a really good scheme they've done a nice job building it um and i, I so far the run the the, the fact that chiefs don't really have that type of run game hasn't come back to bite them this is another game where they're going to have to get off i think to like a good start like i don't i wouldn't want if I'm a Chiefs fan to see, like, the 49ers start establishing a line of scrimmage as well, right? Just like the Rams. I'm sorry. Just like um, the Titans. It's the same deal. You don't want to start there because, you know, the, Chief, the, the Chiefs t- fooled around with the Texans because no one, you know. <laughs> Listen, there's a big difference between Bill O'Brien and, well, Mike Vrabel as well. That's why they got off to a better start in that game. And, but there's certainly a big difference between Bill O'Brien and Kyle Shanahan. Don't play around in this one. Bring out the good stuff and bring it out early.
2: Don't want to spot them fourteen. Actually,
1: I'm just thinking. I'm like, I'm thinking like twenty,
2: right? Like, you that, know, that's the, that's the that's over under on when you're in trouble. Twenty one, yeah, yeah.
1: twenty four with Mahomes against a good team, <laughs> seventeen. <nah. laughs> He'll come back. It could be the 85 Bears. Nah. He got us. Like, what? Like, that's how Chiefs fans feel at least. I wouldn't know that. Like, you know, my, my team's Detroit. So yeah, I, my team, the Lions don't come back from deficits like that. It's, I mean, it's been decades since I've seen that, so... They get into deficits
0: like that. <laughs> <laughs> they can find those deficits. And, and, and
3: they have to come from ahead. Yeah. A, your Lions fooled me because in my first game back on the beat was in Detroit. And they actually looked pretty good against the Chiefs that game. I was like, man, this Lions team. Yeah,
1: they, they fooled me too. Like, Patricia won me over with his defense. They were really, like, competitive and good. And then Stafford got hurt and, um, you know, just Lions stuff happened.
3: I, I remember I told <laughs> – before, before we left the press box that game, I, I told Dave Burkett. I was like – Man, we'll see
1: y'all in the playoffs. Yeah, no chance. <laughs> By the way, yeah, uh, Corson Lions have a horrible season. That's all right. They finished third. That's great. Third, they, no Chase Young for the Lions. Just, <laughs> knew that damn Todd's going to come back somewhere to bite them. God forbid. You know. So that's okay. They'll get the – here's what's going to happen. They're, eager, they're either going to trade the pick to a team who will select Tua and he'll be all pro. <laughs> he'll be the next Steve Young. Or they'll keep the pick. Take Tua, and then he'll never be healthy. There's no, like, there's no, like, other way. Or they'll pass on Tua altogether, take Jeffrey Okuda, then he'll go fourth, then Tua will go fourth, then he becomes all pro. Like, there's three ways this turns out. So, Chiefs fans, I bring all that to – I mention all that to say enjoy this because this is a wonderful, wonderful thing. This is where Chiefs fans were before Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'm going to lose the playoff
0: game. All right, Therese, thanks for stopping by, my friend. Anytime. Kirby, I, mean,
3: I do want to say one all right, thing one Do you realize the last time you and I were on a podcast was 2016, week seven of the NFL season, when you called me up, because I remember I was covering the Saints. Her, we got to do this. Let's do a podcast.
1: It was... The
3: Saints
1: and the Chiefs. Yeah, listen. That
3: was the last time,
1: man. And it's so cool to be back on here with you and with my guys here, right? Like, this brings back old times um, of of singing and uh, impressions (laughs) and some some good times. So, um, you know fond memories of all that. This is great. And it's going to be cool to work alongside you guys again, kind of Super Bowl, right? We're all going to be down there experiencing that in the same quarters, right? Press room, chief's availability. I'm working Uh, out at the beach house. I'm (laughs) (laughs) going to come visit the beach house. I want to see
3: what you guys are doing. All right, guys. See you later. Thanks guys.
1: (laughs) If your steering wheel has more traction than your actual tires, that's a big, Oh, no. Thankfully. For all your car's big O' knows, there's always a big O' yes. Now through February 2nd, buy three, get one free on select sets of four Aspen Touring AS or Mesa AP2 brand tires with paid installation purchase. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. Disposal fees extra and up to 10% shop fee based on non-discounted regular retail price not to exceed $35 where permitted. See store for pricing. Eligibility may vary. Not valid with other offers. At participating locations, no cash value.
0: a lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. I had just arrived in Miami on Sunday and had spun the dial to a sports talk show when I heard the host pause before reading the news as if he couldn't believe it. The news that Kobe Bryant had died in a helicopter crash was the kind that makes you gasp. I recall having the same reaction the morning a young Len Bias died. By the time Kobe Bryant retired as the NBA's number three career scoring leader, he was an international brand and a generational talent. The NBA, better than any other sport, markets its stars, and only first or single names are needed. He was Kobe Bryant, drafted straight out of high school. Did you know he was the first guard ever drafted straight from high school? He was taken by Charlotte, and traded to the Lakers in a deal that had been struck before the draft. So in his early years, he was Kobe Bryant. But soon, only Kobe was needed. His stardom followed Magic, Bird, and Michael, and Kobe teamed with Shaquille O'Neal, okay Shaq, to win three straight NBA titles for the Lakers early in his career. As Kobe was establishing himself as one of the game's greats, he was often compared to Jordan and later in his career those comparisons were with LeBron James, especially after Kobe helped the Lakers win a pair of NBA titles after Shaq had moved on. Whoever you want to compare with Bryant or however you want to measure him, he undoubtedly will be recalled as one of the greatest players in NBA history. He was a league MVP, maybe should have gotten that award more than once an 11-time NBA first-team selection, an 18-time All-Star, and a two-time NBA Finals MVP. Kobe became eligible for the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame this season for the first time. And of course, that honor's a slam dunk, but it'll also be a somber occasion now. An incredible talent and a ferocious competitor, that's how I'll remember him. Few who played the game were better than Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. That will do it for today. Okay, we've got a great team of reporters, columnists, editors, and photographers covering the Super Bowl this week. I hope you'll follow our coverage in the Kansas City Star on KansasCity.com and the Red Zone Extra app. Later this week, we'll answer questions you submitted in our KCQ series. And it's not too late to submit a question. Go to KansasCity.com slash kcq that's kansas city.com slash k c q and ask us anything about the chiefs or the super bowl we'll try to respond to it during a podcast this week thanks to derek donovan and randy mason for producing today's episode and we'll be back on tuesday from the super bowl in miami to bring you the best in chiefs conversation and coverage